All right, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'll tell you, uh, Sundays here at church have just been over the top. I mean, the presence of God has been so rich and the anointing of God uh, so rich in these services. I do want to encourage you, if you are able, come on out to Faith Builders Church at 949 East Bell Road. Uh, you will be glad you did. Pastor Barb has uh, just been absolutely on fire, on point, anointed, I mean prophetic, uh, we just continue to see the blessing and the favor of God in action in these services. So I just want to encourage you, if you can get out here, come on out here. You'll be blessed if you do. This is the uh, third part of a three-part series that I started two weeks ago called Sanctification Through the Manifestation of Purpose. And we've really been going through God's Word to really understand that Every person in the kingdom of God has not only a corporate purpose, but an individual purpose. We do know that in the body of Christ, God has given gifts to men, gifts to women, and that those, those gifts operate in different ways. You know, some people, you know, can have a gift to, to make a lot of money, you know, but I, I tell you, and that could be you. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, you could be sitting there watching this right now. God could ha his will for your life would be to you know for you to make a lot of money and be a, a resource to the kingdom of God. But because of the way you are living now, you couldn't see. You, you just can't see it. But if you'll begin to understand God's purpose and and take on God's purpose, what He's calling you to do, and pour your life into that, make sure that whatever that purpose is is touching every area of your life. I promise you, you're going to start to discover the need to, to get on your face before God. You'll, you'll begin to discover the, the fear of God. Like, God, I, I came this far, and now I, I, I'm stuck, and I don't know what to do. I'm in trouble, and I don't know what to do. I, I'm out of resources, and I don't know what to do. Listen, God isn't done with you. No matter where you are, whether you're at the beginning, or you're in the middle, or you're in the end, I'm telling you, God's incredible purposes want to be manifested in your life, and He wants to show you what those things are. If He told you what the end was, you probably wouldn't start in the beginning. So He just wants to start with where you are right now. He wants you to say, okay, what's missing, what's broken in my life, and where can I begin to, 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 to find the resources I need from the Word of God, which is better than gold, better than silver, you know, this wisdom of God that I need to overcome every area of my life. Last week we talked about the kind of that process of, of how you actually go through the sanctification process through purpose, and it all starts with discernment, right? We talked about discernment. We talked about developing awareness of like what is missing and broken as it pertains to my walk or my purpose in Christ. And, you know, that awareness hopefully will lead you to a different choice and not getting caught up in the, you know, analysis paralysis of the whole thing, but really making the choice. And as you make that choice, you start to do what God's called you to do and you gain knowledge that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten. You would gain experience that you never otherwise would have gotten. That will lead you to deeper understanding about what in the world God's purpose is all about in your life and where He wants to take you. And that will lead you to revelation. And the final piece of that is the wisdom of God. And I promise you, once you understand the wisdom of God, that you've got a few of these 
dragons slayed behind you, a few of these devils and demons slayed behind you, you're going to begin to understand things a lot better and you are going to really have deeper revelation of who God is and what He wants to do in your life, which will lead you to that wisdom that you're going to need. And nobody can take wisdom from you. Nobody can take it from you. But you'll never achieve, achieve wisdom without the necessary change and to, to leave the old and embrace the new. So I just want to encourage you, you know, know that God looks at your heart. He's not looking, you know, at how smart you are or how gifted you are or, or whatever. He's just looking at your heart. Do you have a willing heart? Do you have an open heart to say, God, I want to know what my, my purpose is in my life. And God, I'm going to write it down. And you know what? Once I know what it is, I'm going to pour myself into it every single day. I'm going to make it the calling card of my life, whether I'm at work, in my family, out at the shopping center, you know, at church, wherever I am the highways and byways I'm going to make that my purpose and I'm going to make sure that everything I do comes or stems from that purpose for the glory of God in my life God wants to give you that purpose and and I, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that purpose is the process that will create this incredible sanctification process that would not otherwise be possible without your willingness to do what God has called you to do I want to read a scripture found in James chapter 1, and it's found in uh, verses 2 through 8. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested. Now, now listen, the, trouble's coming. Whether you have faith or not, and, and I know all of you know that to be true. I'd, I'd get an amen, but <laughs> I'm in here. Uh, hey, Titus, can I get an amen back there, brother? Amen. amen. All right, thank you. But faith, for you know that your faith, when your faith is tested. Now, you got to have faith to have it tested, right? Well, what do you have faith in? Well, I have faith that God has a purpose for my life and that my faith is going to cause me to overcome the troubles that come into the distractions, the, the problems that, that get in my way of doing what God wants me to do. So it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, and it will be, that your endurance has a chance to grow. Now, when your faith is tested, then what that means is, is that you're just fighting a good fight of faith. You know, sometimes you're just doing it because you're doing it because your heart is for God. And, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this, God, until you tell me to do something else. I'm going to stay focused on this. This is what you want me to do. And I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up. But that will cause your endurance to grow. What does that mean? It means that the things that used to get you aren't going to be able to get you anymore. Hallelujah. Somebody, I mean, needs to get on fire for Jesus for that, that, that concept or that, that truth that just came forth. You've got to fight with faith. You've got to have your faith tested and that, so that your endurance or your ability to overcome becomes stronger and stronger. It says, so let... Or so allow it to grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now, listen. It doesn't mean you don't have needs. 
it means that the need that you had is no longer a need. It has now been met and praise the Lord. It's like, wow, you just look at the circumstance and go, I have no idea how that happened, but I do know that I, 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 had, a, I, I had faith and my faith was tested and that produced endurance. And you know what? Now I have no need of anything as it pertains to that problem. It doesn't mean that there isn't going to be another problem trouble or another problem that's not going to come down your way. It just means that there's nothing that's going to be missing and nothing that's going to be broken as it pertains to what you were putting your faith uh, through the test to achieve. See, faith is a real thing. A lot of Christians out there, and I don't know that they really understand faith, and therefore they kind of get on this you know, hamster wheel and just going round and round and round and they, they never really accomplish the will of God because when their faith is tested, they kind of give in and give up and they're not giving in and give up maybe necessarily with their hands, but they give up in their minds and they give up in their hearts. Verse 5, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Not in people. They're going to let you down. Not in circumstances. They're going to let you down. Not in culture. They're going to let you down. Not in the world. Not in the government. Not in anything. Not in your business. Not in the economy. None of those things. You've got to have your faith alone in God. It says, do not waver for a person with divided loyalty, meaning uh, they're going this way one day and they're going that way the next, no real sense of purpose for their individual life and how they're going to show up. But it says, do not waver for a person with divided loyalty or going in multiple directions is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Well, what is the wind? The wind is what is contrary. It's what's going to cause all the, the upheavals in your life. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world or circumstances and situations and so on and so forth. And they are unstable in every single thing that they do. You know, the only thing I can think of that's more difficult than going through the problem is, you know, being anxious and depressed and all the other negative emotions that can go along with that. Um, that that's what makes it worse. I'd rather, you know, get up every day with a pep in my step and know that God has a plan for my life, and if it's His vision for my life, then it's going to have to be His heavenly provision to see it through, than to get up every day defeated, beat up, not knowing where I'm going with my life, blaming, you know, everything outside of myself for the way my life is. You know what? Greater is He that's in you than the devil that's in this world. It's time that you just stand up once and for all. And not, not just stand up for a little while, but like just stand up and become the man or woman of God that God is calling you to become. No more excuses. No more, uh, you know, just, 
just uh, saying, well, it's, it's okay. Well, it, it's good enough. Well, you know, we're, we're praying about it. Now, now, now listen, listen to me. Don't, don't, don't just pray about it and then let me see you again six months later and, and you're in the same situation you're in. God wants to get you out of that. But you're going to have to realize that you've got to make the necessary changes. You've got to understand that, you know what, your faith needs to be tested to produce that endurance, again, so that the things that used to get you can't get you anymore. Praise the Lord. God wants to make sure that there's nothing missing or broken as it pertains to the problem that you're facing as it relates to your purpose. Imagine how that would change you. Imagine how that would, would cause you to become something greater than you are today. I tell you, he, he wants to, to take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. And He's going to use your, your willingness and your faith to overcome to help you see things a little clearer, to help you see how He has made a way through that obstacle, and that not only are you going to get what you need to continue on, but you're also going to uh, build this incredible spiritual equity in your life. You know, the equity in the world we talked about last week, you know, don't store up your riches, you know, on earth, store them up in heaven. You know, well, you know, the kingdom of heaven is in you, the Bible says, you know, so you got to realize that as you continue to build yourself up in your most holy faith, that you are building godly equity in your life. And again, the things that, that the devil could do to you 10 years ago, he can't do to you anymore. I mean, you recognize that thing 10 miles ahead of, ahead of, of, of time. But you know what? There's more things that God wants to accomplish in and through you. He's not done with you. He still has a plan. He's still going to make sure that it's going to happen. But you know what? At the end of the day, you've got to join up with His forces. You've got to join up with Christ, with your faith, and say, you know what? I can do this thing. I have been empowered by God to do this thing. I need to be sanctified. I need to have the fear of God in my life. And you know what? I feel it more than I've ever felt it. Well, praise the Lord, you know. Consider it all joy when you run into these problems because you realize after a certain number of times of going from where God had you to where He called you to become that all of a sudden you start to look forward to the problem and you start to look at it and go, wow, you know, there's a lot I could do here. I'm going to get on my face before God. I'm going to make sure I, I, I get in prayer before I touch anything here, make sure my heart is right, and that I'm going to do what God wants me to do in this situation. Well, God wants me to do this. It's too difficult. You know, I can't talk to that person. I can't do that. I don't have enough money for that. I, whatever it is. I'm just telling you that's what your faith needs to be tested for so that you can overcome that thing and you'll never thirst in that area of your life again. 2 Corinthians 1, 17 through 22. It says, you may be asking why I changed my plan. So he changed his plan from going here to there. And so he's saying, you know what? Maybe you think I missed the boat here. You ever missed the boat before? Or, or, or maybe you, you changed your mind. You changed your mindset. And you had to leave some other people behind. And they may not have understood. It's okay. You don't need to, to worry about that. The, the thing with change that I'm going to tell you just real briefly is that when you change, you've got to realize you've got buy-in with the way things were with everybody and everything the way things were. 
And when you start to show up as a new person or as a new creation in Christ, or you start making changes in your life, don't expect everybody to just go, oh, well, praise the Lord, so-and-so has changed now. No, they know you by that. Your relationship is built on that, whatever that was. But praise the Lord, sometimes you got to sever those ties, whether it be with a business partner, whether it be with, with, with vendors in your business, whether it be whatever. Sometimes you got to sever that so that you can grow. And you got to be discerned. you got to know that when you're doing those things, that you know what, you're doing it, Because God wants you to do it. There's no conviction about what you're about to do. That's where we get in trouble, where we just kind of justify our behavior, and then we push the conviction down so that we don't have to, you know, feel that anymore as we continue to do what we want to do rather than what God wants us to do. Man, I know I'm speaking to somebody. It says, you may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I make plans carelessly? He's saying, I've got a purpose. You think I just go willy-nilly all over the place? You think my loyalties aren't where they need to be? Do you think I am like people of the world say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes or no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate, ah, praise the Lord, God's ultimate yes. He always does what He says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He has commissioned us and He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees. Now, listen, (laughs) there's a lot of guarantees out there, but the first installment that guarantees everything He has promised to us. Everything He's promised in the Word of God is yes. You may not be getting the yes by talking to so-and-so or trying to do this or trying to... You may not get to yes. But what you got to do is renew your mind because I assure you for every problem out there, there is a solution in Christ that wants to get you to the promise of God for your life that is yes. Somebody out there say yes. What is your tolerance... For no in your life. Is it the first no and then that's it? Is it the first, you know, someone says something bad about you so you go the other way? You know, sometimes no is just you doing the same thing over and over again trying to get to yes, but the person you're trying to do it with is really telling you no without saying no. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. 
And I'll tell you, sometimes you've got to maybe not, you got to understand that maybe they're not saying no, but their actions are saying no. And so therefore you have to go and you have to find your yes in Jesus' name. I'm going to close with this scripture. It's found in Psalms 37, verse 3 through 9. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. How do I do good? Well, I do His will. That's how I do good. Then you will live safely in the land, and it also says that you will prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Whose desires? Your heart's desires. Because eventually, if you do what I've been talking to you about the last three weeks, and I hope you go back and listen to these several times, if you learn how to fulfill your purpose, you're going to learn about what God wants for your life. You're going to have these incredible milestone experiences, and it's going to change your heart. Remember, God looks at your heart, and the only way that heart's going to change is for you to see what God sees. It says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Everything you do. Trust Him, and He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice of your cause or your purpose will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. I hope you've gotten a lot out of these last three uh, sermons that I've done. I hope you can really begin to understand that without a sense of purpose, it's going to be very difficult for you to really discover who you are and the potential of who God is in your life. You see, I believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And I believe that there's nothing missing and nothing broken in that finished work. I want to invite every single person who's watching this broadcast to get your heart right with God. This is your opportunity. You may not have ever received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have and you've walked away. Or maybe you're living this life without purpose. And you're not growing in your life. You're not getting to the yes that the Word of God says you can have. I want you all to pray together with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you that you have forgiven me for all my sins. I confess my sins before you. I thank you that, that you have made a way where there seems to be no way in my life. I thank you for purpose in my life. I make you the Lord of my life. I turn my purposes over to your heavenly purposes. Holy Spirit, come fill me up. God, give me the wisdom that I need to overcome. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this, these uh, three uh, services that I've done on this topic. I want to encourage you to tune in this Sunday at 9 a.m. and 10.30 
And even better yet, come right on out to the service itself at 949 East Bell Road. Pastor Barb has an incredible message. Like I said at the beginning of this message, I mean the anointing here has been absolutely incredible. Until then, I wish you hope, I wish you health, I wish you healing, and I wish you purpose in Jesus Christ.